0: Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker, and I'm Ginger Shihitadic. Hello, everyone. This is our very last episode of 2020. Can you believe it? (laughs) And we couldn't be more excited about the end of 2020, to be perfectly honest. This episode also happens to be our 49th episode. So we are going to reflect upon this last year. So grab a quilt and get cozy. Cue the music. And let's sit down near the crackling fire. And get ready to chat. How are you, ladies? Oh, I just can't believe
1: that this year, like it, it it's one of those, like it feels like it's flown by in a heartbeat, but yet
2: it feels like it's lasted forever. How how does that how does that happen? <laughs> I think that's a good description. I'm mm-hmm. glad 2020's over. I'm ready for something new and different.
0: Yes. Well, Definitely. let's hope it's it, it's you know behind us and things yes. start looking up. Yes, uh, it's been it's been just terrible, and I feel like it's the stress, the amount of stress, just
2: from every angle has got to ease up, right? I'm excited about the vaccine. I think there's some real hope on the horizon.
1: Definitely. Well, and and that's the one thing I feel like we've been lacking for a long time is hope. It's just yeah. like, OK, mm-hmm. there's got to be something, because I think when we all went into this, we were thinking like, oh, we'll do a couple of social you know distancing episodes. And when it turned into like, OK, we're a couple months in on this now, I, I think it really did get started.
0: We were all desperate for just something. I agree. I agree. And also, I feel like we we thought we were just going to be, you know, honest on a social distancing, you know, from home type thing, um, quarantine, and it was just going to be over with, you know, within a few weeks. And not that we'd still be here, you know, still working from home, still trying to navigate all that that entails. And it's a lot.
1: It is, and I just wonder how difficult it is going to be to go back to the way that it was. Because I think for me, it's going to be tough. Like, I actually really like working from home, and I like, you know, a lot of Mm -hmm. some of the things that have come about. Um, So the thought of, like, having to drive into an office every day, I don't know, it's just not sounding that appealing right now. But (laughs) but it's like, you know, I don't know. It's going to be strange. It's
2: definitely going to be strange. I think for a lot of people... It will always be different. We won't Mm -hmm. go back to the office full time. We'll work part time from home and part time Mm -hmm. in the office. And I think that'll happen in lots and lots and lots of jobs.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I just wonder, too, because so much has like popped up with Zoom and these different events. Sure. And I think that's really going to change a lot, too. Yep. Um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see kind of where everything lands. Um, but just the thought, yet again, the hope of like it
0: could go back to somewhat normal. It, it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I think was a pleasant surprise to me this year was taking classes from home. Mm. I like it. Good.
1: Yeah, you know? hopefully more people will do that. I, I feel like I've been working on it a while and I feel like it took a pandemic for people to feel figure out like, oh, wow, I can just learn all this stuff online or, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think it's always been there, but people haven't had the time and it's like, you okay, I've watched everything on TV. I've done this. I've done that, you know, so I think it was almost kind of like, well, I guess I can actually learn how to do some stuff, but yeah, I'm so glad that it seems like you and other people have also kind of traveled down that road.
0: <laughs> hmm. Well, it it's nice to be able to take a class and not leave your studio. You don't mm. forget anything. Everything's right at your fingertips. Yep. Um, I especially like doing, you know, Zoom type classes where you can interact with the the teacher and sort of, you know, instantaneously get a question you know, question answered. That type of thing. It's nice. Yes.
1: And it's amazing how personal it feels. Like Mm -hmm. it's so funny. Like you would think not being in the same room with someone, there would be this like, you know, uh, you wouldn't feel connected. But I was really surprised. Like you, you, I think, you know, I didn't feel that way. (laughs) So
0: you know, uh, this is episode forty-nine for us. So we're actually almost, (laughs) almost at episode fifty, which will happen in January. And I'm just curious. If either of you have a favorite moment from this year or even, you know, a moment or two. Oh, man, there's so many of them. Like
1: I just, you know, and I it, I get torn between the moments where you guys really just lifted me up. And it's so funny. And I feel like we almost kind of took turns in a sense where it was Mm -hmm. like each week, you know, we never, I don't think we ever had a moment where all three of us were just like, oh my gosh, there was always somebody (laughs) that was like willing to step in and be like, no, look at it this way instead. or that. (laughs) So I feel like we, we had a good balance going on, like throughout, you know, everything that happened this year.
2: I have to agree. And I think that one of my favorite when I, I think back at the of the uh, episodes, one of my favorites was Terry Lucas, and the reason mm. is that I had her book, I read her book, I listened to her, and then it made a difference in my quilting. Uh-huh. I quilted an orange and gray quilt, well, a peach and gray quilt with purple thread because oh. I could. Yes. Oh, yeah,
1: that is that's pretty amazing. How about you, Tracy? Did you have uh, I
0: I was gonna I was gonna sort of chime into that episode because, you know, Terry and I have been friends for, gosh, I don't even remember how many years now. Um, And, and I was talking to her the whole time she was writing the book. And yet I didn't exactly know what the book would entail. And so it was probably the first time that I've, you know, because when a person, when you get, you know, uh, sign a contract to make a book, you can't really talk about it. You can't tell people what's in the book. And even though I, I feel like there were times where I, you know, would hear her sort of be working out a problem in her, you know in her head or out loud, I still don't, I still had no idea what was going to be in the book. And it was amazing. So um, when the book finally came out and I got to see it in my hands Mm -hmm. and read it, and it just sort of changed my whole perspective, just like Lori said about, you know, I, I guess I've always... I always knew uh, from working at a store that you could, you know, take a little bit of the thread, unspool it, and put it on the quilts and sort of get an idea of what the color would look like. But I never thought about how the color of the fabric plays with the color of the thread on Mm -hmm. the deeper level that that terry talks about and so it was just it was it's freeing i feel like it is you know the the subtitle of that book is you know quilting with reckless abandon Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is one of those things that was the first thing this year to sort of push me into finding my sense of play again nice i think that was the biggest my biggest takeaway from this year is learning to play
2: You know, you guys, it occurs to me that we've talked about the subtitle of the book, but what's the title of the book? Ah,
0: I can answer that one. So it is Color, Thread, and Free Motion Quilting, Learn to Stitch with Reckless Abandon by Terry Lucas.
2: And it's such a good book. It's such a good uh. book.
0: Yes. So that definitely was a high point from this year for sure. Um, I... I think back over the people who who were on the show and, you know, we had Bonnie Hunter on for a second time. Yes. It's always great to have her on the show. Um, and I always learned something from her. And yes. she
2: always
0: makes me laugh. Yes, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. another of it. my favorites was when we had Abby Dollinger on. Mm-hmm. <gasps> And it was Tracy's birthday. <laughs> no. And that was just such a fun
0: show. <laughs> Do you know, I still am still getting blocks.
1: <laughs> oh. That was oh, that was so gosh. cool though. That moment of like surprise though when we told you we're like, look underneath the seat and to feel that through the you know, through your voice,
0: like that was pretty amazing. <laughs> like that yeah. was, that was pretty amazing. Oh. oh my gosh, I forgot that that's that was this year. It was yes. seems like uh, it was so long ago, but I that know. was only a few months ago. Um uh, that was particularly well, it was funny to me because. Uh, Here, I think that was one of the first episodes where I actually came into the new studio. Right. And I come in, there's a table set up, and there's a box under the table, but it didn't occur to me to look in the box. So that was really, really hilarious. Uh, and I cried on the air. <laughs> I think we were all crying. I know I was. If I, I, I'm pretty sure I was oh in Oh, my gosh. I was just uh, so touched. Um, And I still, I think I've got, I think I have at least 64 blocks. Uh, cool. That's amazing. Um, I'm still waiting on one person to send them in because I, I don't know if I told you all this. But after, you know, I started showing the pictures of the blocks on Instagram and on my personal Mm -hmm. Facebook page and the people who and that would actually sort of um, people would jump in and like, oh, my gosh, I didn't send mine in. Can I still send it in? So I'd say yes. And then a whole different subcategory of conversation started happening and people started requesting living near other quilters. So there was a whole thing about oh, wow. people there was one person whose whose specialty is baking so someone said they wanted to live near there and then another person said well I I'll bring the coffee I want to live on that block and <laughs> oh, so wow. it has literally turned into a village oh <laughs> so, that is so great i'm hoping that you know early next year i'll I'll start working on that and um and share some pictures of that quilt.
1: That'd be awesome. Oh, yes, that would be great. Well, I know one thing for me, and I don't remember exactly which episode it was, but I just remember the first time when you had read one of the letters mm-hmm. and it was somebody, and this was probably after it we had do, we'd started doing the social distancing ones and just knowing that we were helping. Like, yes. there was mm. just like I the feeling that I got knowing that like, hey, we're not just talking into this void. People are listening and and they actually really like what we're saying and we're making them feel better mm-hmm. and giving them information, you know, that they can use. And I, I, I think that just blew my mind because I do. I think I had this fantasy of like, well, nobody's really listening to us. So, you know, <laughs> it's just us talking and to know like, oh, man, they, they really people are really listening and they like us. Like, I don't know. To me, that was really, amazing
0: (laughs) you know right after the episode with alex anderson and joanne sharp went out we i think got at least four or five emails that weekend alone and and all of them people were talking about you know How emotional they were listening to that particular episode, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that one, that one changed a lot for me, too, because, you know, you talk to Alex Anderson, who's been quilting forever, and she's an icon, and you realize that she's struggled. Mm -hmm. It suddenly makes you realize that, you know, we're we're all the same. We're all Mm -hmm. just quilters, right? And whether we've been quilting for you know forty years or four years, we still sort of have the same. We're the same type of people, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, and I just think forgiveness was a big, big theme throughout a, a lot of our episodes mm. was just, you know, being able to just like give yourself that leeway of like it doesn't have to be perfect and it's perfect the way that it is, you know? And and I, I just, it, it really kind of like blew my mind yet again that, you know, what, you, reiterating what you said that, you know, somebody like an Alex Anderson still has that, you know, moment of like, oh, it's not perfect and it looks perfect to me, you know? Like, right. So I, I do. I think that that theme alone and and just being able to just really trust in what you're doing and let it be i think is really great
2: and if it's not perfect
1: it's okay yeah yes oh i love it and even just the way you said that Lori, like your little voice i hear it like
0: it's okay just (laughs) let it be it's okay (laughs) it's true it's true and i think i think we're our own worst critics Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely in our last zoom When Terry Lucas started talking, we're talking about Terry again. Uh, But she she mentioned the fact that we're our own worst critics because our noses are just inches away from the quilts the entire time we're making it. And and I've had to like the voice in my head in this part is actually my daughter, Sydney, um, because there was this it's actually been showing up in my memories on Facebook this past week because my um youngest son had gone away to college and he i he was coming back home for Christmas and I was making him a quilt and i was frantically trying to finish up the last bits of it as he was arriving home and cuz i knew that once he got home i was going to have a very limited amount of time that i could spend working on it and so i'm working at a, you know, breakneck speed. And I found myself near tears because I had made some sort of mistake. And I was so upset. And Sydney came walking in the room and she's standing about 10 feet away from me. And she says, mom, what's the matter? And she's probably mm, 11, I would say 10 or 11. And I said, This looks terrible. And she said, well, I can't see it from here, so it looks perfect to me. (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes. Right? (laughs) And it just all of a sudden made me realize. I was like, well, one, I've taught her the right thing, right? But
2: two, we all need to take a step back sometimes. (laughs) Yep. yep. That reminds me of a conversation, Bacon, I had one time. Um, I was sewing a project for a show, and I said, oh, I just don't like this. And he said, oh, honey, it's good enough. And I said, they don't pay me to be good enough. (laughs) They pay me to be excellent. And he said, ah, you'll never see it from a galloping horse. (laughs) Right? Oh, I'm going to remember that one. That's a good
1: one. (laughs) Yeah, Well, it is comforting to know, though, that, you know, knowing how long you two have been doing this and to know that you are still constantly learning, like that's refreshing. It's like, okay, good. My journey
0: is still like way ahead of me. And I don't know. I I appreciate that. (laughs) Do you remember when Victoria Finley Wolf was on Uh and she said we all needed to, you know, to greet each day as a beginner? Mm -hmm. Something to that effect. And I, I try to remember that all the time. Yeah. That that it's it's sometimes good to just try and start over and be a beginner and look at things with a beginner's eyes
1: yeah. And it's interesting the things because a lot of the stuff that beginners truly are learning, you know, that's just second nature to you. So it's amazing because really you are, you know, when you're adding on to that journey, you know, it really is. So I think that perspective, oh, my God, that really does help a lot. Plus mm-hmm. the 15 minutes a day because she also was the one that was like quilt for 15 minutes a day at least and or so. And and I think that that's something, too, that, you know, I think if God, if all of us did that we'd be
2: so much happier. (laughs) So true. Well, and I think another thing that's important, at least I feel like, especially for me, because I've been doing this so long, is not to be afraid to try new techniques. Mm. This week, I've been making quilt labels with Floriani's press and bond thread. Oh, isn't it awesome? Oh, oh my gosh. I oh, haven't tried so it. Tell cool. me about it. Okay, I put it in the bobbin mm-hmm. and then do a satin kind of stitch around the edge of the embroidered quilt label, and then I can iron it onto my quilt. Huh. It's pretty
1: awesome. Oh.
0: yeah,
1: I haven't had a chance to play with it yet, but I've I've done a few videos on it, and it's so funny. And every time I see it, I'm like, it's like magic. It is. <laughs> it is. It's so fun. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Such cool products out there. Like, and yeah. you mm-hmm. can get your hands on them and you can play with them and you can really do with them what, you, what they're supposed to do. It is pretty awesome. And it yeah. is. And that's what makes you feel like a kid sometimes, too, when you do see this stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, that's yeah. why I do this. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember showing my dad for the first time. Uh, it was the Quilter Select, the rotary cutter. And I was like, Dad, check this thing out, you know. And my dad was just
2: blown away. He was like, wow, that's intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there's just all sorts of product out there that you can try and um, and think beyond what the instructions say mm-hmm. to see how you can use it in what you want to do. There's some exciting stuff. That's very true. Yeah. That's very so true. In our I, beginner perspective, every day is a new day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I feel like it, uh, one of the – Themes I feel at least since March has been feeling overwhelmed, mm. and and so often I think we, you know, because we're in this industry, we get sort of bombarded with all the new things that are out there, and which is good, but it also sometimes you just want to, you know, oh, I want to make that, I want to start that, mm. and. I'm really slow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been trying to, you know, be more organized this year and sort of really think, am I actually going to make that or do I just really like looking at it? You know, and <laughs> yeah. It, how'd, how'd you do with that? Um, I feel like I've I, I'm doing better. So if you <laughs> remember, I don't remember what episode it was. It was probably one of the social distancing episodes. I was feeling completely overwhelmed and I was only making masks and I I wanted to sew something and I didn't know where to start. And so I started looking at all of my UFOs, all of the projects that are, you know, half done in bins and and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, so... So what was interesting was I made and finished a baby quilt. I have made so many other blocks that are parts of other quilts. And then towards the end of this year, I decided I was going to do a roundup of quilt planners for uh, Quick and Easy magazine. Uh And... While I was sort of playing with those, I've actually decided that my vacation, because we're about to go on vacation for Mm -hmm. the holiday, is to sort of go through and start actually putting all of my projects that are near completion into that book so that I know exactly what needs to be done. And I'm feeling pretty good. Like I feel like I have gotten away from needing to create some sort of masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And because I know that right now, I'm, I'm sad I'm not going to see my family over the Mm -hmm. next few weeks. And I, that's okay. And it's okay if I just play with the projects that I've got. They don't need to be perfect. They, I can just Make them and finish them and be done. And that's a good thing too. Yes, you sound so healthy and organized. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've worked really hard. Actually, that's like one of the biggest projects I've done this year is sort of to get my stash organized in my new space. Because I mean, I've been in this apartment for two years and I have rearranged and rearranged and rearranged so many times. (laughs) <laughs> and, no. you know, when you just it's not quite right mm-hmm. um, and and you can't figure out what to do and what you need to do and where that thing is that you need. And I'm starting to finally get to the place where I know where everything is and I can easily get my hands on something if I need it. And so I'm just I guess I've made sort of enough creative space in my brain that I can be creative in my life, <laughs> if that makes sense. That's nice, though, but it sounds like you went about it the right way. You know, you, you
1: kind of took your time and and you came to it on your own, too, it sounds like, which is great. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that was I, I just needed to give myself space, Um I, you know, struggling with chronic illness Um over since well, gosh, I was diagnosed in like 2013. I've had I, one. I've I need to have projects that are in various stages of of development or of being made. Um, just because some days I can do certain things and some days I can't. So, for instance, some days I can't use a rotary cutter because my hands hurt, or um, some days. If I'm struggling with brain fog, I might not be able to focus enough to really, you know, organize something or if it's a complicated project and I need to be very careful about color placement, that's not the day to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So I have various things in various stages and I've been like that for a while, but but I feel like at the beginning of this year, it was too much to have disorganized things and in various stages. Um, And so I've discovered that I probably now have like at least 12 tops that aren't done or aren't complete or very close to completion, but not complete. And I think it's time to like hit those hard and finish them. And, and so that's my, I feel like that's my goal for the next little while is to just sort of finish things and that's a good place to be nice
2: that's what i've been doing too i i realized that i have sewing everywhere in my home it's not Mm -hmm. confined to the Mm -hmm. studio anymore and it's making me crazy Um, so for christmas this year i made a whole bunch of pillows for my kids using orphan blocks Mm-hmm. and I finished several quilts that were in various stages of completion and I've started madly sorting through my studio and getting rid of things that I can't picture myself using mm, smart nice. and yeah. I'm starting to see some... Order in my studio, and it feels really good. I think mm-hmm. that when we're disorganized, it takes up brain space I and it makes us crazy. Um, and it just feels really good. I've got a huge box of serger thread that I'm giving away. I'm keeping the basic colors and about four other colors, and all the rest of it can go away. If I ever decide I'm going to surge something that needs that particular shade of purple, I know where to buy more. isn't it funny when you hit that point yeah you know you know I feel like I've
0: been I've been collecting things for so long and you know my joke is always that I'm saving for retirement Uh (laughs) but when we moved and we downsized you know I feel like it's a muscle when you have to clear out that much stuff from your life it's um it starts to make you look at all of the areas of your life, and you know, mm. oh, do I really need all that junk in that drawer? Yep. <laughs> I know yep. where to buy more of that stuff, yep. and and I've been trying to really get that my brain wrapped around that as far as quilting supplies. You know, I don't need to hold on to all of these little things mm-hmm. um, when I know that there's a store. Just about a mile from my house where I can pick up more thread or more fabric or whatever, you know. My sister
2: is part of a guild and they have a, a giveaway table.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and in with
2: her Christmas package, I put a whole bunch of stuff and said, put this on the giveaway table at your guild. Because I just, yeah. who needs five rotary cutters?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Lori, Lori. Baker, that's who. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nope, not anymore.
2: I cut it down. Oh, that's awesome. Do you
1: know
0: awesome. that before I moved here, I think I had seven. <laughs> and now I'm sure I have at least 12.
2: Oh my you goodness. You mean at least Might need to find a giveaway table.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I know, I know I can think right away that there's a few that like I don't really need these. Right. Like yeah. they're just redundant when you have two of the exact same size and the exact mm-hmm. same color <laughs> and they're this exact same brand. Like somebody else could use this. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, yeah. and plus by now I've, signed I've sort of found my favorites. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a good thing we're not in the office because I think I would probably inherit a lot of that stuff that you guys have. Because I'm still <laughs> building up my stash. I'm still building up. I only have like four rotary cutters. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that I'm not seeing you in that sense
0: because well, I would definitely bring it all home. <laughs> yes. I, I think I earned three. By doing the voiceovers for the, uh, for a love of quilting TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my payment.
1: <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with getting paid in, uh, you know, supplies. <laughs> well, I, that's
0: what I thought, honestly, yeah. you yeah. know, and I wasn't expecting to get three. I was expect. I just wanted one, <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it's all good. I, I am really, really just, I'm, I'm feeling very confident. We've gotten some really wonderful notes from our listeners Mm -hmm. recently and comments either on, you know, like Apple podcast itself or um, on Instagram um, from people who have really been generous with sharing what they've been going through to sort of loop back to what you were saying, Ginger. And um, we've gotten a few really wonderful notes recently. Um, one off the top of my head was actually on a post I did last week on Instagram. And we actually got a note from a, a nurse yeah. who who just got the vaccine. And um, she was talking about how stressful it's been this year and working, you know, 50 plus hours a week as a nurse and how she used sewing to you know as her escape from all of that and listening to our show was a bright spot in her year and that just that's success right there for me yes definitely,
1: definitely. absolutely Oh I just I get covered in goosebumps every time I, I think of it, hear of it, like <laughs> it's just is amazing. And to see, you know, how everybody band together, you know, when those masks were needed and, and you know, really like oh this community, it's
0: it's just amazing. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And, you know, actually, that just reminded me because I did a shout out on our Zoom, our last Zoom, which was our holiday Zoom, Uh um, about a, a story that I put in Quiltmaker that is coming in the March issue of Quiltmaker. You'll find it. His name is Jay Duckworth, and he is a professor at Pace University, but he's also a props master on Broadway. So he was actually responsible for doing the props for Hamilton on Broadway. That is still so cool.
2: (laughs) I know,
0: right? So he lives in New York, and he basically said that, you know, COVID hit New York pretty hard, and they had no personal protective equipment, PPE. And so people who could sew were asked to make masks. And that meant that all of the costumers that he worked with were making masks, loaning out extra sewing machines that they had. Uh, He and all the other props masters that um, had 3D printers were printing the, um, the holders for shields and things like that to make those shield type masks. And he said, as the PPE was coming in and they didn't need to make as many masks, the machines were coming back to the studio. And all he thought was, no one's going to know
2: mm-hmm.
0: what these machines did. And so he actually created a metal that would you could put on your sewing machine. And basically it says, this machine fought COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. And we actually gave one away to one of our listeners who was on the Zoom call who made over 5,000 masks. And it gives me goosebumps. So I am going to share the link in our show notes page so that you can go see the, the uh, medals on his Etsy page. He sells them. Please, if you feel so inspired, go and support um, this amazing cause It was one of those things that it happened to show up in my feed on Instagram as a sponsored ad. And I dropped everything. It was probably 10 o'clock at night. And I sent him an email. By 6 a.m. I had heard back from him. And the story was in the works. And so um, look for that story in Quiltmaker.
1: Yay, a good Social media story. That's
0: awesome. Yes, <laughs> right. Well, and I just feel like you know when I when I interviewed him, one of the things he said was he brought up you know um, Rosie the Riveter and mm-hmm. the women who went to work during World War II, and how when the men came back, they just had to go back home. Right. And it gives me goosebumps thinking about the conversation with him um, because you know he studies history. It was just and and my my grandmother you know was actually worked at the naval pier, you know um putting ships together and and doing that stuff, and so I thought a lot about her, and I also thought about the history of our sewing machines, our sewing machines get you know passed down, yeah they don't just go away um. Right. And, and nobody knows the history of the machine they have, right? Oh, if
1: they could talk. Oh, right? My goodness. <laughs> the stories they could tell. Right? Ginger,
0: think about Lori's sewing machines. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, probably, it would probably talk more than me. <laughs>
0: I love it. That's too funny. Well, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about about this year?
1: I mean, besides the fact that you guys just feel like family now. I mean, really, like, <laughs> I it's so it. funny. Like, I, I mean, I look forward to when something exciting happens. You know, I, I can reach out to you guys and I can share it mm-hmm. with you. And, and thank you for that. You know, oh, I mean, that's so fun, though. It is. <laughs> You know, and it feels like, you know, our connection has really connected with other people, which is amazing. Yeah. I keep saying that word amazing. Like, I think that's probably like the 10th time I've said it, but (laughs) it's just the
0: best way to describe it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. So our next episode is actually going to be our 50th. Can you believe Uh, it? No. We were so young, so long, you know. Not so long ago. <laughs> it just seems like yesterday that we were thirty-eight. I know. <laughs> so we have a little bit of time. So that one will be coming out towards the end of January. We're going to be taking a little break, um, but we're going to plan something really special just for that episode. Don't you think? Oh, I think definitely. so.
1: Yeah, no, I think that sounds fun. We're gonna have some fun planning too. So yeah, <laughs> I
0: agree. I agree. So I would just like to say Happy New Year to all our listeners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you believe it? Oh, <sighs> Man, we, we've earned this new year. That's what sure. yes, we have. <laughs> I already have my champagne. <laughs> <Ooh>. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be good. Yes. yes, it'll be great. It'll be good. So enjoy your your holiday break, ladies, and yes. you too. Yes, definitely. And um, to all of our listeners, like I said, happy new year, happy holidays, and we'll see you at the end of January. Thanks, everybody. Bye now. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.